Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to season three episode 23 of the creative exponent podcast and we have a guest with us today liz marie galvan and we're okay so i have to tell you it's actually our second time recording with her because the first time we have this like amazing meandering conversation for an hour that was so good and i never hit record right it was so you know, good times, <laughs> good, good times. But we're here now. We're here now. That's all that matters. We're here, and and it's like I'm making sure everything is recorded everywhere, and like right. redundancy, and because I felt terrible. She's so busy and has so much going on. Right. But you know what? It it was a good lesson to me because we talk a lot about like you're you know you're yeah. learning as you go and having grace with yourself, and so. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you for joining us for a second time. Yes. Well, I I am so grateful that you had me back. I for me, it's almost I was actually talking to a friend this morning and telling her about my day and what I had. And for me, it's talking to two of my mentors and people that I've looked up to for years. So I get to do that for a second time. So I'm thankful. You're kind. You know, <laughs> I felt kind. a little bit like you know, I'm glad we get to have that conversation again because we ended yeah. up. So you're here to talk about your book, which is what? Yeah. When does it come out? November 23. Yeah. Oh, okay. November 23rd. So that's um, about a, that's a week after this podcast airs. So it's yes. coming out in a week. So you want to go pre-order the book. We're going to talk about the book, all of that stuff, yeah. and, and you have a lot of great freebies for pre-orders. So we're going to talk about all that. But we ended up talking a lot about just your story, your creative yeah. process, and and then sharing online. Yeah. Um, I guess just sharing your creative work in general. And that was just such it was a good so conversation. Good. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're gonna go there again. But I wanna so I wanna start by talking about your book though. So it's Cozy White Cottage Seasons. It's the second book in the Cozy White Cottage series. And I know the big question is how is this book different from the first book and kind of you know, where did, where did that book come out of? Yeah. So my first book, Cozy White Cottage is filled with 100 super simple tips on how to make your home cozy. Anyone can do it. If you live in an apartment, farmhouse, tri-level, any home, it's just 100 super simple tips. And the second book, Cozy White Cottage Seasons is a, a play on that. You know, it's still 100 super simple tips approachable to everybody, but it's how to go into each season and make your home cozy. So I know we often think of fall and winter being the coziest seasons. And in my humble opinion, they are, but every season can be cozy. And that's what these tips are um, just life lessons and um, how to make your home cozy all year round. And recipes and yeah. Um, yeah. So I always say like cozy to me is my um, five senses being at peace at once. And so in that is taste. And so in each season, we included um, something fun and simple. I am no chef and you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but to be cozy, I do like having cozy drinks. In fact, I'm sitting here with two right now. And so it's just yeah. 
you know, it's part of being cozy is having like little food and drinks around. So um, things like an apple cider bar, hot cocoa bar, um, lavender lemonade, things like that in the book as well. So. So fun. I love that. One thing I love that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say real quick. And then I'll let you talk, Sean. Yeah, it's okay. We do that (laughs) all the time. I will yield to you. (laughs) We do that all the time. One thing that I really love that you included in the book was not, because I think um, decorating can be really focused on the material and the, you know, the decor, because that's what we're talking about, your home and all of that. But I love that you also include lists, like a bucket list for each season that are about creating experiences and events. And I think that... I, I love that the emphasis is on that as well, that it's about how how the home feels. It's about yeah. cozy. It's not just about it needs to look this way yeah. in order to to be right. And I think sometimes people can take decorating books like that. So I, I really yeah. appreciate that about this yeah. book. Yeah. And yeah. for me too, we actually started writing the book right before 2020 and then yeah. 2020 happened. And so I think the book went in a totally different direction, which in the end, I love that it did. Um, something yeah. good did come out of all of that. Yeah. But we were going to do something like with more complicated DIYs. You know, we're talking about seasonal decor. So I was thinking like big garlands and just yeah. big DIYs that were kind of like outlandish. You guys know I do some things yeah. once in a while that are a little, <laughs> I think we talked about it last time, more like editorial. You know what I mean? And things like that. But it took a turn and it's like, okay, what really matters? Because honestly, writing this book when 2020 started, I was like, why does this matter? Why am I doing this? And it took some really good people in my life to shake me and say, now more than ever, our homes matter, you know? So we went back to the basics and we included bucket lists and seasonal cleaning checklists and just how to create a cozy environment for our families um, yeah. and how to create cozy environments that cultivate really good relationships and yeah. make everyone feel welcome. So it definitely took a turn for the better, I think, because of that. Yeah, I love that because, you know, I just think that there's this fine line. Okay, now I'm going off on a totally different tangent than we even did last time. Okay, but so I just do. I think there's this fine line. And I I said the last time we recorded, I feel like you do a good job of saying this on social media. But like your job is literally to create, um, well, first of all, for your own family and your own home and create the home you want. But then secondly, to share that and it be, an inspiration. And I think there's this fine line for our audiences, you know, to realize this is not about, this is what you do. You do it my way, or you do this project exactly like this, but you do something that feels like this for you, you know? And I love that the book goes in that direction, you know, and celebrates that because that really is, that's for everybody. That's not, um, that's not because we talked about it last time, like the pumpkin wall, you know, like that's a that's a cool, like editorial styled moment to wow and inspire. I'm getting chill bumps thinking about it because it was cool. And it's like, I don't have to put a pumpkin wall in my house, but how awesome did that look and how rich and inspiring is it to kind of take those ideas and then make them your own? So it's really neat that the book kind of went in that direction where it's, you know, really just about all those things, you know, not just one or the other. So I think that's exciting. I can't wait to read it. 
Well, with the pumpkin wall too, it's like, what can you take from that? That's inspiring. Maybe we can just look at the shelves and be like, oh, I have a weird corner wall like that. What if I put bookshelves all over there? Liz put pumpkins on hers, but I could put books or, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I always try to preach that. It's like cozy is going to be different to everybody. In fact, I got a comment, um, on my, uh, a TikTok I made the other day and yeah. someone said, you know, all white, that's not cozy. And mm-hmm. I could have been super offended by it, but I wasn't because yeah. it was like a preaching moment where I could be like, oh no, this is cozy to me, but yeah. I, you know, how can you get inspired from this to create your own cozy? I mean, we all right. have different senses, you know, I yeah. like different candles. I like different tastes and, you know, we're yeah. all so different. So it's, how do we make our own form of cozy? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. So I'd love to hear about your creative process because it's been really fun watching you create and evolve as a creative, as a stylist, as a designer over the years. So how did that all, how did that start? Like, was it something you grew up with? Was it, you know, were you the one cutting out, you know, paper furniture and arranging it and stuff? Or how how did that, how did that all begin? Yeah, it's so funny. In fact, the other day we were, um, I've got to find it and share it. We were emptying out a storage unit of ours and I found creative memories. I don't know if anyone remembers. Oh, yes. I think it's around probably, but it was huge in the 90s and early 2000s. And, you know, I would go with my mom to creative memory parties. But anyways, my mom would get so mad at me because I would rearrange my room in different ways and take disposable photos of the room and put them in my book. So it was like my first blog before I was 10. And so it's so funny when I found that because I forgot that I did that. I do remember having to have my room precise and my parents would mess with me. Like this was when Beanie Babies were around and they all had their own spot on shelves and all of my knickknacks. I was collecting things from garage sales and they would like remove one thing just to mess with me. And it was like a family (laughs) joke because I knew where everything went, but Yes, I was the kid that just I always love decor and I yeah. always love collecting old things. My parents would go to garage sales and estate sales yeah. and stuff. They weren't necessarily into antiques and I didn't come from a home that was very beautiful and decorated. Um, but I was finding those things and I was always into decor, even though my mom definitely wasn't. Fun fact, she still has the sofa from before I was born, Um, still in great shape, but we're just very, (laughs) very different people. And I think it was just something that was very natural in me, or I I don't know if it was natural or if I was very inspired at a young age and then it like the love of it developed. I don't, you know, what came first, the egg and chicken. I I don't know. Um, But I was also the kid that wasn't watching um, cartoons. It was, I was very into Christopher Lowell. I don't know yep. if you remember him. Yep. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, Paisley Red Fabric. Um, yep. He was my hero. I think I said it last time. Yeah. That yeah. A, I have to say it. He came out with a line um, at Burlington Coat Factory and my mom yeah. put me there and I screamed when I saw his line in this aisle <laughs> and I just, he was my hero. So it just, that was my you know love, but also trading spaces Every afternoon I watched that. And if any of my family talked during it, I was so upset. Like it was was like my Super Bowl every day. Um, But yeah, so I think the passion was always there. 
And then in 2008, 2009, um, I was married. I was living in a different state. We had moved to North Carolina. I was 19 or 20. Um, and, uh, my husband was deployed at the time and my friend said, you should start a blog because I was always going to garage sales and getting furniture and painting it. It was just something I did before yeah. I knew there was a group a thing. that was already <laughs> doing that. Right. So I was like, I'm so unique. <laughs> and <laughs> then I found this community online that was my people, you know, you guys, right. and, you know, when I was meeting you guys too. And, um, she said, you should start a blog. And I had no idea what a blog was. It sounded like a dirty word to me. I was like, what is this? <laughs> me either. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I was like, what is this? And so I started LizMarieBlog.com. I just started it and started sharing the things I was doing. And I mean, it became a hardcore passion of mine. I was blogging like every, you know, every day and because I loved it. No one was making money or getting sponsored. It was for the love of it, which I think has propelled me to keep going because I, I yeah. still love it, you know, because yeah. um, it started out of a passion and not because yeah. of money. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. And so here we are today, 2021, yeah. still blogging and um, it's different now, you know, it's become a full-time job and the the book has come from it and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's different now, but still that same little girl uh, painting furniture and mm-hmm. following a dream. Yep. <laughs> I love well, let's it. Talk- Let's talk about your blog because so just blogs in general, because I think that even a few years ago, you're hearing like blogs are dead. No, but you know, yeah, yeah. that eye roll. So if you guys watch this on YouTube, you'll see yeah. that eye roll. That's exactly how I feel about yeah. that. Because it's like, no, no they're it's not. Just, <laughs> the world's just it, it's the online space has just evolved. Yeah. It's just yeah. changed. Yeah. And and I think you've done a really good job adapting with it, going to different social media platforms and all, but so, mm-hmm. you know, why, why do you consider the blog kind of the heart of sharing your creative work? I, I know a lot of people say it, but your blog is your space on the internet. It's your domain. We don't own Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Yeah. Like we don't own any, like if they go down, so does all of our work. Which they did. They yeah. did recently. <laughs> and I think it made us all think, or people that hadn't been thinking like that before. It's like, wait, yeah. how do my people find me? And so yeah. I'm, I'm always, I probably just annoy everybody because I'm always like blog, 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 blog. You know what I mean? I'm always <laughs> like, go to the blog, go to the blog, but that's my space where I can share my work. Yep. And if anything happens to social media, it's there. And also too, it's, um, it's where it all started and yeah. it's, it's where I can share more too, because social media is just snippets of things, you know, it's just yeah. a little snippet, but if we want to see the process, if we want long-term content and I've been preaching yeah. lately, you know, how do we get off social media more? Let's not spend yeah. our entire lives on there. And that's what the blog is for. Whenever you want to check in, all of the work is there and you can yep. go through archives since 2009 and go see some embarrassing mm-hmm. uh, furniture makeovers, you know, with uh, tables with striped tops because I was right. trying to be super creative. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah. it's where everything lives. Um, and so I, I'm just a firm believer in blogs. And I do think there is a movement coming and I feel it where people are going to want to disconnect more because 
we're too connected. We're online yeah. too much. And that's when the blogs are going to be, I think there's going to be a resurgence. I'm going to call it right now, or maybe okay. it's just the same thing, but <laughs> I, I, do, I feel that too. Yeah. I, I feel it. I feel like people want more long-term content and they just want to check in maybe once a week and it's all there and they want to get offline more because yeah, life is lived offline. Yes. Yeah, totally. I love that. I, I'm on the same boat. I'm, I will call it with you. I just feel like, and I love to hear you say that because I think it's it's important for, okay, because in coaching, like in the mentoring group and the community and, and even like one-on-ones, we see all the time and, and listen to people getting started who feel like that the pinnacle of what success would be would be to have like this many, whatever the number is, you know, followers on this particular channel or this, you know, on Instagram, on TikTok, whatever. And, you know, the truth is, is no matter where you are, you know, you've got what, 500,000 plus on Instagram. So no matter where you are, you really have to be building something that's more sustainable than Instagram, you know, yeah. or more sustainable than what's popular right this second, you know, and, and having your own place, you know, online. And, and to also know that that's important to you because I think sometimes people would say, well, the bigger you get or the more numbers you have, you, you are online all the time and you don't care about having, you know, personal. And it's like, no, that's not true. That still actually stays, depending on the person. I mean, I'm sure yeah. there are people out there who um, don't mind it too much. But, you know, it's like that's still important to you guys. So I think that's encouraging for people to, to hear that that matters, you know, to not be so... It's like we've talked about a million times. We were not built to be this connected. We were built to have like a little village of 12 and figure out how to eat and survive and thrive together. And that is how, what we were built to do. You know, we were not built to be like, you know, in each other's living rooms all day, every day, you know, watching what we're doing. So it's crazy. Yeah, well, and two things on that. The first thing I loved what you said in the beginning I truly believe that no matter what number you're at, there's always another goal. So sure. to prove your happiness and your worth and your following or, um, and, and I'm not saying that I haven't done it and I don't do that. It's, I think it's a very natural thing, especially when it's sure. your job, you know, yeah. you're putting yeah. worth in that because you're working for it and it's your job, but you're never going to be like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. So, so to put your, like all of your joy and happiness and contentment in your number is just yeah. never going to be a good thing because you're never going to be content. And mm -hmm. the second thing, I'm glad that you said that because I was reading something this week. Um, I have a lot of young people in my life in the dating scene and yeah. uh, hearing about it is just nutso. I, I'm, it's, you know, it's yeah. a gauntlet out there, the dating scene. And it's like <laughs> listening to it is just like overwhelming to me. But I heard some wise words. Someone said, I think the reason the dating scene is the way it is right now, and we can probably correlate this to other parts of our life, like social media and being yeah. on their job is um, we're, we're so connected. We weren't meant to be disconnected. And so everyone's always looking for bigger and better 
and everything yeah. because we've seen so many things and we see we're connected to so mm-hmm. many people that they're never content or satisfied dating one person. It's always moving on to see what's better out there. And so yeah. I think we can relate that to what we do as well. You know, it's mm-hmm. we're so connected that someone's always doing it better. Someone always yeah. is doing it bigger. Um, so to really put your blinders on as a creative sharing online and just being like, okay, I'm going to do what I love and how I see it and what's in my creative brain and not copying or trying to be bigger and better again, not saying that I'm perfect at this, but really um, putting an effort in to do that. Yeah. Well, and you've recently put some, and you've talked about it some on your Instagram, but putting some boundaries on the way you share online. Mm -hmm. So I'd love for you to share some of those tips that you've kind of implemented and course, we're all always a work in progress and trying to like fine tune everything. But I think that, and I know some of the things that you do are things that I had started doing as well. And I think others have, because we are seeing this, how social media, I mean, I know you love it. We love it because of the community, because of the inspiration you can share, the connections that you can make. Some of my closest friends now are ones who I met online, like Shauna. And, um, and so (laughs) It's a wonderful place, but there's also this really negative kind of just garbage that comes all along with it. (laughs) Let's just call it for what it is. It is. It becomes this like really Mm -hmm. love it or hate it thing. And I love how um, Philippa Stanton, I don't know if you know her, she wrote Conscious Creativity, but she describes it as like you're looking through and scrolling through and like, oh, I love that. Oh, that's awesome. And then all of a sudden it's like, what just happened? Now I'm feeling yeah. inadequate. I'm feeling anxious. I'm, mm-hmm. I feel like now I need to go check my numbers or something. It's just like, there's this shift that suddenly happens. And so anyway, I, I thought that some of the things you've implemented have, have been really good. And I think they'd be really valuable to share yeah. with um, our audience as well. Yeah. And I haven't talked about this much with my audience. I, I, in the new year, I always feel like that's a time to, and, and you do this really well, Marion is like reflecting on things that you've learned over the past year or things that you want to change or do. Um, and I've always looked up to you for that. And one thing for me was I have, I, I've kind of lost myself for a while there and I was doing things for the gram. And I know we say like, do it for the gram, you know, that's funny. And sometimes we do that, you know, and that's great. Cause again, when it's your job, like you're doing fun things cause you know, it will inspire, you know what I mean? That's a whole other subject, but I was finding myself getting away from my true style because Mm -hmm. I see, you know, what's popular and I'm like, Oh, I could do that here. And it would go over very well. And so when I caught myself and I'll have to remember the exact pinpoint time, it was honestly a little scary and I was very Mm -hmm. disappointed in myself. And so I was like, okay, I need to make some changes again, because I, I'm not perfect and being in the online world and constantly scrolling and seeing what other people are doing can really influence you and, and mess with your brain in a way where you need to go when you're scrolling on social media, you need to be in the mindset of, okay, this is someone else's love. This is their passion. This is their home, what works for them. And also just really going in and knowing that everyone has problems. Everyone has troubles. Everyone's busy. Everyone's got a mess. You know what I mean? And we shouldn't have to see their mess in order to know it's there. And so I've been trying to preach that a lot lately because I get a lot of comments that are like, 
you have the most perfect child. I bet he never cries. And I'm like, what? Or you know what I mean? Like he is a normal toddler with normal tantrums. I'm just not going to share that on the internet. And I'm, right. I'm not going to share. Thank you for that. Yeah, not like it's, it's not, my kids I'm, having a tantrum. Let me grab my phone and yeah. share it with 500,000 people. It's right. not anything I'm going to do. And actually at the beginning of the year, I made the decision too to even share our personal life and like him less. Um, I share tiny little snippets, um, but I made that decision at the beginning of the year just because um, those comments were affecting me. Um, they were making me feel guilty. I yeah. I don't know if you guys look at the Enneagram or any of that, but I'm yeah. true for, and I, I just feel everything really deeply. So when I get comments like that, it makes me feel guilty. And mm-hmm. I just didn't want to have those feelings of, yeah. you know, but also we only get a certain amount of time, like maybe an hour a day to like work on Instagram and things like that. And so I'm probably not going to show my dirty laundry room or the fridge I need to clean out with like 10 to go boxes in it. Um, but you know what I mean? Cause I only have so much time, so I'm not going to be sharing that. So just like when yeah. you're scrolling, knowing that other people have those things as well, they're probably just not taking the time to show it. It also doesn't make them less real. Um, I always get the comment. You're so real for sharing your miscarriage and infertility journey. And I know that's coming from a good place and people are um, meaning it in the best way possible. And it is a compliment, but at the same time, I don't want my fellow sisters who are miscarrying, who don't share it to feel like they're being less real. That's inauthentic. Yeah. 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 I'm sharing it because I'm in the headspace to share it. I, I, I'm never in the headspace probably like within months of going through a miscarriage. It's always like six months later, usually when I'm like ready to, but that didn't make me less real in those six months for not sharing it, you know? Right. Um, right. It's just, and, th- and just knowing that those things are happening. Um, I know we shouldn't have to think about someone else's troubles to feel good about ourselves, but I think that's what social media has done. We're sharing two minutes of our lives. And so um, this week I've been sharing um, cleaning up Cope's room and decorating it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm often thinking like, wow, people think that's like my entire day when really I'm like working at the store and doing interviews and being a mom and, you know, things like that, but we're not sharing it. So I'm like, that must look really awesome. (laughs) That must look really cool. Like what a day. Yeah. What a day. But you know, it's, we're, we're only sharing a, a small snippet and just knowing that is helpful. Another yeah. thing I did, um, not as turning off my likes and seeing other people's yeah. likes, um, because I'm not perfect. And I, w- I found myself comparing my numbers and being like, wow, my, yeah. my work sucks because yeah. this person's getting 30,000 likes and I'm getting 1000. And so, yeah. um, I think I shared this last time, but it's something I have to keep in my mind. My favorite designers ever get maybe like 500 likes on their photo. And you know what I mean? It's like, and I'm always like, you deserve more. You know what I mean? Because like you're, but that's, their work is amazing. The likes don't make it better or, you know what I mean? Give it any, I don't, I don't, I guess I know how to say that, but it's validation. The likes are not the validation of the work. And so I did turn that off. Um, so I wasn't comparing numbers and I don't see what my favorite designers are getting. I just know their work is good and I love it. Yeah. And I hit the like button because I want to see more of it. Um, yeah. I did that as well. Um, I'm also trying to make more permanent content, more permanent content on the blog and like in highlights um, yeah. because I don't want people to feel like they need to be online 24 seven in order to see 
yeah. my work or what I'm up to. So yeah. um, I'm also not perfect at that, but that's something that I've been trying. And um, I want to download, um, I don't know if you guys have it, the Feedly app, I think it is called, where you can follow blogs. It's just blog oh. show up of blogs that you follow. Oh, yeah. And I nice. really, I haven't gotten that, but I've, I've heard about that this week. And so with this resurgence of blogs that we're calling, I think that that could be a really good app. <laughs> Let's write it down. Bloggers. So I think it's called Feedly and I want to look more okay. into it and getting that. So um, just things like that. Uh, yeah. I forget is, was there another one that I had? I know there's one that's I think big for if you, if social media is bumming you out specifically if there are certain people and I think it can come from topics they're talking about it can even come from I found there are people I have to unfollow not because like I love them and I care about what they're doing and and yeah. what they're doing is awesome and inspiring but I'm realizing like it's just too much to see what they're doing every day and I just need to mute them for a while and so I know yeah. we talked about that kind of using the you don't have to go unfollow them, but you can just mute people. Some notifications, through, yeah. Yeah, just through seasons, just so you're not, you know, getting bombarded with something that is affecting your mental health negatively, or maybe even I think something that's a, an important discussion coming into this season is affecting your finances negatively because yeah. – this is the season to shop and buy gifts and to buy decorations and to buy mm -hmm. yummy food. And yeah, for some people that's, um, you know, that's, that's going to be detrimental to them to be seeing yes. bye, 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 bye constantly. And yes. I think too, like if you compare, you know me, I'm like always going to go back to a business thing. Like let's say we're in a corporate office. It, it, how awful would it be? <laughs> You're in your cubicle, you know, and you're like, I don't know, you're a, you're a sales manager. So you're not bottom of the ladder, but you're not maybe at the top. How awful would it be if every second of your day, you were listening to every conversation that's happening around you, hearing every success story, but none of the failures, you know, um, mm -hmm. that's just not, it's not a, a conducive environment for creativity, for success, for uh, drive and motivation. So, I mean, I think it's also really important, which we've talked about this before, to vary the kinds of people you follow. Don't only follow people who are doing exactly what you do, you know, follow people that inspire something in you for your own creative work. Maybe they're not doing exactly what you do. Um, it's just, it, it's very, very simple to fall into that trap without a lot of daily practice, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad that you said that too, because I love following both of you on your creative journeys that are very, they've evolved and they're very different than mine. And I am not trying to ever sit and paint or become a painter, but you yeah. Um, I want to say how both of you have inspired me because when you come on and you're showing paintings and other creative things that you did in my brain, that inspires me. They took time offline to create these yeah. things were created offline and they're oh, coming yeah. online to share it. And so for me and for others, I'm sure it's like disconnecting. I'm going to create a shirt, scroll <laughs> left, create more. Yeah. I'm going to do that because I, it's hard to be creative when you're constantly scrolling. And that is something this yeah. summer that I realized 
I don't, I, I, I don't know if I heard it somewhere that someone else had to do it. And I was like, wait, I've been creating nothing lately. And it's because I'm spending so much time scrolling instead yeah. of just creating. And yeah. so that was something um, that I, and actually with our last call, we talked about yeah. getting offline and I want to yeah. say that I'm going to be taking a month off and I haven't even said that yet, but I'm yeah. going to take mm. a month off of social media, yeah. um, yeah. December 15th, probably through January 15th. And I've never done that. And I'm Me really too. excited, but the last yeah, call inspired that. And it's because yeah. it's like, I, I looking around our house and, and I don't feel like I'm there. I don't feel like my yeah. touches are there. And, um, and so I'm really excited. I'm, I'm going to be working. I'm probably going to be right. blogging through this time, but I'm going to be creating more and scrolling less. And that's going to feel yep. so good. Yep. Oh, me too. I'll be right there with you. Yep. I, I know. It'll Can't be. wait. All of us. All three of us. Yep. Yeah. I, I, well, after, um, I had said, so I, I take off usually like the week after Christmas, like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then that week through, I never years, have. but I'm like, you know what? For years, I didn't. I mean, yeah. I blogged on Christmas Day. I yeah. would be there putting a blog post up and taking pictures and everything. And so Ugh. I finally, <laughs> it was about maybe five years ago, I started taking Christmas break off and it was so good. And I, mm-hmm. and I felt more permission to take other time off when I needed to. But yeah, I think I'm going to take about three weeks to a month yeah. off going from about Christmas into January yeah. just to, and same thing as you, it's not so much to not work. I'm still going to yeah. be working, but yeah. I just need that time to Space. be able to create without having to create content along with the creating. Right. Because right. I know that, and what we do is far more than, than just like, I don't think any of us consider ourselves influencers. I think we've yeah. just happened to use, um, we kind of land in that category sometimes because we share our creative work on Instagram but and, and other social media platforms. But I think that um, sometimes influencers and bloggers can get this like, oh, you guys just try on clothes and decorate your houses all yeah. day. And it's like... It's like, just, just like, stop a minute and think about all that goes into that, all the video editing and photo editing and taking Mm -hmm. the photos and the styling. And like, as you know, when you're styling a space, you can't just style the space and take pictures. You've got to like clean the whole space and then style it. And then I know with Cope's room, you said like, Uh, I don't think this would be an all day thing, but it ended up taking you hours to do this whole process and for the decorating and I and again it's um you know your even your thought process and your planning and when you asked me that question in the beginning too about like the process of being Mm -hmm. creative and your creative process it's so funny because I know everyone's different but I am always in the moment and Mm -hmm. nothing is ever really totally planned out I'm very fly by the seat of my pants person always have been. And so with things like that too, um, falling in the influencer category, you know, and working with brands and doing ads and things like that. Um, there's a lot that goes into it and approval and being a creative and your pants person doesn't always work. (laughs) Um, but, but it's, it, it is a lot of work and I always like to compare to when people are like show more mess um, and, and I think you would both agree when we're sharing our creativity, we are thinking more magazine editorial, more um, inspiration. And sometimes messes are inspirational. So we yeah. do mix that in. But 
I think of my work as an art form and my home is my palette. And so yeah. um, I think stories are great on Instagram to show that behind the scenes kind of mess. Mm-hmm. But I also think when I'm wanting to share my work, I, I want it to um, be seen by country living and I want them to be like, yeah. you no, know, to it's, it's my art. And so I don't want it yeah. to be like just dirty laundry, but um, yeah. just also knowing that that's there and taking the time off from social media and having so many voices coming at you at once. Um, I think yeah. that this past year showed us that too, is um, we do have a lot of um, news and information just mm-hmm. always bombarding us and we need a break from that. So I, yeah. I hope everyone listening um, knows they can take a break and yeah. honestly for some encouragement, if there's any, um, influencers or other creatives listening that, that share online and they're worried that a break will hurt them. Um, I have seen other people take breaks and it's been nothing but good for their platform and their engagement. Um, that hasn't died. And so your people are going to be there when you get back. In fact, they might be just extra excited to hear what you did or, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, I think it, I think it can be really good. It can. I think, I, I wanted to say that I think that we touched on this when we talked last time, and I'm really glad you brought it up again, how the things that you share often, like the way you decorate for Christmas and doing the pumpkin wall and stuff like that, that's that's your art form. You, you are a brilliant yeah. stylist, and yeah. that is, I think, why your shop does so well and your photography does so well, because you're just really good at putting things together in a way that's just yeah. aesthetically beautiful. And... So I think it's important for people to understand that you're creating something that's maybe that's editorial, that's over the fanciful, yeah, yeah, that's maybe more than what not obtainable always. It's not obtainable. Yeah. Yeah. And because that's not the idea. But I also believe and I'm so glad that you shared about taking pictures of your room and putting it in your creative memories scrapbook, because I think that even if there was like no such thing as social media, I think you would probably still create that pumpkin wall and take a picture of it just for yourself, just to do it and enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. And appreciate it. And I think that that's really key for people to know about you, that what you're, this is what you would do anyway. And you're just documenting it for other people to enjoy and it's no like pressure on them that this is what you have to do you're just you're sharing your your talents and your your art form with them well in a positive thing on instagram because we're always looking for the positive and we still share there um is that now we get to share it with a community of people who appreciates it is inspired by it and loves the same things that you do And so how cool is that? And that's the awesome part of social media and the blog is that we get to have this community. And so I think lately, and we we touched on this more last time is we're hearing a lot of negative things about social media because those negative things are there, but it's kind of like one negative comment on a photo. Um, We could let that ruin our day. And it's always that one negative comment that sticks with us. But what about the 100 positive comments? What about that and focusing on that and nurturing that instead? And so you're right. I would 100% still be doing this. Um, It might, I just might look a little crazier (laughs) because it's, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. But, but, 
you know, it's at the same time, it's my passion. It's what I love. And and I do think that that's that longevity there. Um, I think that it looks easy to share on social media. And so you have a lot of people that start sharing and um, copying ideas and doing this. But I think the longevity there is that your true passion for it, because social media and blogging is not for the week. You know, I will say that too. And you have to have thick skin and um, but if you love it, you're going to keep doing it. So that's so funny because, you know, I, we, and we talked about this a little bit last time, but I basically took a four year break from the blog minus a couple, maybe a couple of posts, but I was still doing the same work. You know what I mean? I was still, um, and it was interesting to me because I was like, man, you can do good work and no one even has to know. <laughs> like you don't have to tell anyone, you know what I mean? Like it still actually it was, happened. It still so actually cool. happened. I still actually got paid for it. Um, I still loved it. So anyway, it was a good perspective shift for me to realize like it really is just a tool, you know, for business and for art. Um, but it's, it's funny. I think that's the point is that I was still doing the same stuff. You know, I was still, you know, working in the shop. I was still painting pieces of furniture. I was still designing, um, houses and hotels and restaurants and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, you know, that's, I think it's important when people get so discouraged to remember your work is when we say this all the time, like you've got to be doing the work, the creative work, um, whatever the medium is. And then what you share just flows out of that, but you got to be working. You're not trying to live a bloggable life or like you, like doing it just for Instagram. Eventually that'll burn out and that won't feel good. You know? Um, So yeah, I think it's, you got to be doing the work anyway, you know? What a cool way to prove to yourself too, that it is your passion and that you weren't just doing it for other people. I think that, you know, everyone should try that. Maybe not four years of a break, (laughs) but maybe (laughs) five years, maybe five, but you know what I mean? But even taking a month off, it's like, oh, do I really want to go back and do that? Do I really love this? Um, I know a fellow friend um, from Instagram announced recently that um, she's leaving because she took time off and was like, oh, I don't like this. I, not that she was, you know, she, her explanation too. And I love this was I tried it. I did it and I did it really good and I don't want to do it anymore. And I thought I respect that so much. Like I loved hearing that. And I think maybe other people needed to hear it too, because Mm -hmm. Um, you know, our families, time goes by so fast. Our kids grow up so fast. So if you're doing something that you don't truly love and, um, you know, it, with every job, there's going to be hardships and there's going to be a lot of hard work and there's going to be a lot of time spent there, but if it's not something you truly love or that's doing well for your family mentally or um, financially, then, you know, it's, it's a good way to see if you really love it. And I, I love that you shared that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So what do you think you're going to do with your time off? Like, what are you going to be working on? Uh, Can I, this is what I want to do. I want to sit on the floor in our kitchen. I'm kind of in part of our kitchen right now. And this, it's such a funny thing. I was, all of this, I had a deep conversation with my chiropractor this morning because all of this was talked about (laughs) and it was so funny. We were just talking away, I guess, but, um, 
the one thing that I really want to do is, so one thing I always preach is making it cozy in the moment. So our home is 4,200 square feet. It's an old farmhouse. We got it when the market was great. Um, You know, so we, you know, we've been slowly renovating it and we wanted to use, and we adopted in that time. And so we obviously had to get our home approved to adopt and we had a huge hole in the floor, you know, things like that. So (laughs) not kid friendly, not kid friendly. And honestly, not dog friendly. I'm surprised none of us were injured or we didn't Uh. into the basement. I don't know how they just like avoided this hole. There was a hole right in front of our staircase and the dogs would just walk around it. Like it was normal. Uh. And I'm like sitting here thinking about that is so funny, but yes, definitely not like toddler friendly. So, um, we, we made our home cozy in the moment. And one of the things was like painting the subfloor white because we couldn't afford everything all at once. And then just putting a rug down. And so a lot of the changes that we made, we, we needed a kitchen. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that we did was we kind of just bought some cabinets, which we didn't need a lot because we didn't do uppers and it's not massive on that side of the kitchen, Mm -hmm. but it's very, one day Jose and I just looked at each other and we were like, why does everyone have to have a, a cupboard under their sink? And why do people do this? It's very like, we make these like builder grade decisions, yeah. not that they're terrible, but we make them because everyone does them. Yeah. yeah. So default choices, default yeah. choices, because you have to quote unquote, do it. One of the things yeah. that we did, which I know is not normal for every family is we took our hood range out. Um, it, it varies state to state, whether you need one, Mm-hmm. We have 15 windows in the kitchen and for ventilation. We also have another hood vent behind me that's like mm-hmm. seven feet away from the oven. And so yeah. we already ha- when I took it down, the internet lost their minds and everyone was so <laughs> angry about me not having a vent hood. And I yeah. and it baffled me because I'm like, you don't need one. And a lot of them aren't even circulating air. They're just yeah. a fan. You know what I mean? You don't need one. Yeah, they don't vent to the outside no, or anything. A lot of them the, mi- the microwave ones are the r- most ridiculous yes. ones because and that's what most they literally have. just suck the air out and spit it back <laughs> but people were, But they've been told they need one. And so everyone was just, so anyways, long story short, I want to sit in the kitchen. I want to look around and I want to make it our own with no other influence besides, you know, I always lately I've been preaching a lot of like, Hey, let's get off social media and look at books and look at magazines. Magazines, Besides those classic things that you've been loving for eight years, I've been very inspired by European kitchens. They don't use cabinets. They used individual pieces of furniture. And that's what I want to do. I want to look around our house and be, how is this going to function for our family? And how can we make this our dream house? And so that's what I want to do. I want to take time off and maybe even start doing that work with no other influencer people sharing on stories and people being like, that's dumb or, you know, (laughs) it's like, that's what I want to do. Um, and I'm really excited about that. I, I really am. Um, yeah, yeah. That's going to be good. That's going to be good work. I bet that's going to just feel really good to, to make Mm -hmm. those. Cause I think, having instant feedback can be a really good thing. And I think it's one of the things that can be addictive about social media is right away you're told this is awesome through likes or through comments, you get affirmation. Um, But the downside to instant feedback is, first of all, you get used to creating with it. So then you wonder like, 
why don't I just create some things that are just for me or that I don't yeah. share right away that I don't get that instant feedback on. But the other downside of instant feedback is you get, um, you get just such a wide variety of opinions yeah. and it's such a, it's such a it's sticky a mixed thing because yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to say like, I can only handle good comments. Anyone who says anything negative to me, yeah. um, I can't handle that. Cause it's like, well, you need to be able to accept criticism. But I think the thing is, is we accept criticism from people who know us and people who understand yeah. the world that we're in and people who just like kind of briefly follow what we do on social media. They, they're not someone I think who can offer very, um, a very deep and honest, constructive criticism. Evaluation. It's, yeah. Yeah. They, they can't like, it, it's, it's this, you know, yeah, you spent too much money on your porch. We were talking about yeah, that yeah, with yeah. sharing your pumpkin porch on, on TikTok or your jack-o'-lanterns and people saying, well, that you just spent too much money on your porch. So it's just these little, like, these little pokes that just, mm-hmm. you know, or, or comments from people who don't know you. I'm sure you've had awful comments from oh, yeah. people before. And yeah, I mean, I've had, we've, oh, yeah. I think I've said it on the podcast before, someone who said like, my mom should have been sterilized or right. you know, I'm a traitor. I'm a horrible mom. Like all these things that are just like, oh my, oh my gosh. Like, how can you even say that to like, how a can you stranger? exist? Right. Total stranger. <laughs> yeah. How can you say that to somebody? Whereas if, Someone who knew me really well said that. That would be a totally different. Yeah. Cut. That's not even constructive criticism. No, like. still mean. But if still, someone, if someone who knows me and loves me says this came off as really rude, yeah, then that would mean a lot to oh, me, yeah. and yeah. I would really have to adjust yeah. some things. Whereas if someone who's just like doing a little sniper, little zinger, yeah, 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 who doesn't know me. So I think that that's a big difference. And I think, like you said, if you're trying to do something that's a little bit outside of the box, that's going to be really hard with all of this feedback of what about your resale value? And oh, yeah. what about, yeah, which well, you're like, we're not selling ever. So yeah. <laughs> that's exactly, okay. exactly. And for example, um, you know, if you have come over here and had coffee or watched our family function in the kitchen, it's, it's, you can maybe be like, Oh no, Liz, I think that that stove should go over there because remember that one time, but it's like when you're seeing it from the outside, it's, it's hard, you know, to like give that advice, but it is, I mean, again, with the positive of the community, someone could remind you of something and you're like, that's right. I need to know where that goes. You know what I mean? And you know, it's helpful, but I do yeah. think it can influence you a lot, especially when you're trying to do something unique or very yeah. different. And that's yeah. what I want to do. I, I, and, and I think if we do it in the kitchen and we sit down, maybe it doesn't get done during that month, but we dream, you know, we plan, yeah. then that can inspire the rest of the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one thing that we did cozy in the moment too, in the kitchen too, is we laid pine boards down because they're super cheap and yeah. we just painted it. And yeah. so now, you know, being able to, we can reuse these boards, which is great for something else. Like we could build a chicken coop yeah. or something, you know, but, um, you know, being able to make those decisions without yeah. a lot of feedback, I think will be really great. Mm-hmm. It yeah. will. You'll love it. It'll feel so good. I'm excited. I'm excited. And, you know, maybe even just sharing it on the blog while we're yeah. doing it, um, little snippets or something and n- people getting used to, oh, that's where she shares like all her content. Social media is a bonus. 
And again, it's hard to talk to people on the blog. Um, mm-hmm. You guys do a way better job than me. Um, at least you have in the past when I've looked in your comment section. Um, so I do talk to more people on Instagram yeah. and things like that. That's easier for me. And I know it's different for everybody. Um, well, it's more conversational. It's Yeah, that yeah. That's yeah. why I like that. So, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I think that will be really great. And I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So how did you, we'll, we'll wrap this up, but I, I wanted to know about the creative process for the book. How did you kind of put your blinders on and yeah. create that book in a way? And, and that is a great example of being able to create something that you're not getting instant feedback on. Yeah. So can you just share about that creative process? That was a huge learning process for me. And I, for an entire year, almost, it was, I couldn't look at anyone else's books. I couldn't, um, I did, I had to mute some people that I find inspirational. Um, but maybe we speak on the same subject. And so it's very much like, I don't want to be influenced. I want this to be Liz Marie in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, and also getting out of the mindset for me. And I don't know how, I don't know how anyone else views me, but, um, it is my hope that when I share things, it's approachable um, and not like high design or it's very like livable. And it's very hard when you're going online or you're seeing other people's books and they're like high design books and high Mm -hmm. design on Instagram, like all of their photos and things like that are, they, they like also could be an architectural digest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like a hundred thousand dollar room. Yeah. That to me, I'm like, oh, well this tip, said to like put wheels on a piece of furniture like you know and that seems very little when you're looking at this person's like high design room yeah but I mean adding wheels to a piece of furniture can amp up and that wasn't a tip from the first book and it just was what I thought about that was Mm -hmm. so little but it's honestly one of the tips I've heard like some of the most feedback on because it's, it's like tiny little thing, but it can add so much, you know what I mean? But when I see that tip and I'm comparing it, I'm like, oh, that's, that's very little Liz, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, when I was going through the book, it was that, and, um, both books were written during very hard times. The first book I, um, was probably on year six of my infertility journey. And I had Mm -hmm. just lost another baby. It was the darkest time. And if I'm being quite frank, I was questioning why I was here, what my purpose was and I was very much I was in a very dark place that I didn't realize how dark it was until I came out of it and so right after the book was done we actually adopted our son and so it was a very very bright time and it was very scary to look back at where I came from and then but I think that that helped in simplifying the tips and like also I think just going back to the basics of what makes the cozy space. And then the second book was written in 2020 when we were all like, what is going on in the world? Um, (laughs) And so very like dark times, but I think for both of them, it really inspired going back to the basics. And I think that that's my purpose in sharing. And and I hope that people see that. And again, I hope they take what I do. They're probably, maybe they're not painting their floor white, but maybe they have a kid's room that has really beat up old floors. And they're like, it'd be really cool to do an olive green floor in our son's room. You know what I mean? So it's just, I hope that that's inspirational in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it is. Be. It I is. Hope, yeah. 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 It's it always is. inspirational. Definitely. So cozy white cottage seasons, it comes out in one week and yes. it's so 
we're sharing this a week ahead because you have all sorts of pre-order goodies. Pre-orders yeah. are so big for books. Um, they yeah. let um, retailers know that this book is in high demand. Um, and so what are some of the pre-order freebies that you have for, for people who pre-order the book? Yeah, so I have a photo preset. Um, we mm -hmm. called it Cozy White Cottage. And it's the one that I've been using on all my photos. And it instantly mm -hmm. edits your photos and makes them beautiful, pretty. You can adjust things, but it's just really fun. And we actually sell those on the website, but this one's yeah. free when you pre-order. I also have my favorite antique sign ever. I made it into a digital copy um, from mm -hmm. help from one of my artist friends who does that. Um, she mm -hmm. actually came up with the idea and I was like, that is genius. Um, so <laughs> I, that's awesome. And so you get the digital copy and you can make it into anything. You can get yeah. it printed on a canvas art. It's really cool to see what people have done with those. And then um, now last night I released something so cool. I, I think it's awesome because I love it. It's a great idea. I yep. love that. It was actually Jose's idea. Nothing is my idea. That's <laughs> actually Jose's idea. He actually just Good it. for Jose. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Perhaps for him. Um, but it's a coupon book with some of my favorite small shops. There's 15 shops in there. And actually, um, there is two big ones that I, I keep saying small shops, but um, Bissell and um, uh, Renewal by Anderson Windows put a huge coupon code in there too. So if you need yeah. new windows, yeah. um, but awesome. they put a coupon code in there. So so you can get this coupon book if you pre-order. And then we have another, actually, um, let's just talk about it. Cause when this podcast yeah. is out, it's probably out. So our fourth freebie is I did 10 additional tips um, and photos that were unseen in the book that were shot for the book. And so yeah. you get um, a digital ebook of 10 additional tips um, from okay. me as well. So cool. um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Fun. It's so going to be such a good book. I know. I mean, I've seen some, I've seen a preview of it and it's beautiful. Of course. Um, you'll want to, if you don't follow Liz Marie on Instagram yeah. and where else can people find you? Yeah. You're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok now. That's where they are. All under, I know if you are there, the five people <laughs> listening now, um, you can find me under Liz Marie Galvan on anything. Yeah. Or if you look up Liz Marie blog, I'm, I'm sure it's there too, but, um, yeah. Uh, and the blog, lizmariblog.com, because yeah. blogs are back, baby. Yeah, that's right, because blogs, <laughs> 2022 dying. is like the year of the blog. Yes. That's, yeah. that's, what's, that's what's happening. You know, I think it'd be so funny to see, like, if we just talk about that enough, does it actually? Yeah, does it? can we manifest that into reality? So let's, I just, think let's so. just make it like yeah. a thing. We yeah. say we're not influencers, but can we influence you on this one thing? Right. And yes. get them going. But no, I, I truly think that. And when you said um, pre-orders, you know, they help with small authors and just kind yeah. of put you on the map. It's, yeah. uh, I bet we confuse a lot of people with our amazing communities. They're like, who yeah. is this person? When we get like a blip on their radar, they're like, who's yeah. this? You know what I mean? So um, thank you to everyone yeah. that's pre-ordered. It's, it's, so it's, my kids were about Cope's age when I started, or I guess, so I had a, a four month old and a almost two year old. Wow. And so they grew up with kind of that I'm Miss Mustard Seed. And so it's really funny. My sons would be like, um, every yeah. once in a while, like in context, like at Luckett's or like if at a book signing or um, sometimes at like a Home Depot or Hobby Lobby, someone would recognize me. So my kids started saying like, are you, are you famous? Are you famous? Are you? 
Yeah. And I'd be like, just in this very little, little <laughs> corner of the world. Little group of people. <laughs> I'm really... You take me outside of that? No. No. <laughs> and I'm really glad that they were so not there. So is Cope there. picking up on that? Like, no. is Cope starting to think, no, he's not? Well, let's just think I, like, am a really friendly person. And <laughs> we have a lot of friends. But he's very outgoing and like very yeah. you know what I mean so he just thinks everyone's a friend like we'll be in target someone says something and he's like oh like you know what I mean so yeah. I'm actually kind of glad that he's not there yet because I'll probably just be embarrassed in front of him you know what I mean I'm you know when I'm sure you feel the same way like no you know stop talking about it but I'm yeah. glad that they weren't there when I met you because I cried when I met you uh, Marian. that was uh embarrassing um and I'm glad they weren't there because they probably would have been very confused but I was just really excited to meet you so yeah. we both and we didn't share that story at the beginning no of this, but we yeah we kind of started blogging around the same time yeah. and I, I mean, I knew, I saw you participating in linky parties and all of that, linky parties, all of that stuff, but I really got to know you through Instagram. And so when I Mm -hmm. met you, to me, you were like an Instagram star who was really like rocking it. You were teaching an Instagram class. I was, yeah. I was very like excited about meeting you as well. And you're the only person that I've ever met that I cried for, but I think it was totally like, I just looked up to you so much and here you were in person and I had so much to say. And instead of saying it, I cried. And you said, <laughs> stop crying because I would probably do the same thing. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, oh no, I'm not worth that. Like, let's no. Yeah, no, we're, no, no, we're no. good. We're good. <laughs> let's, let's hug it out. We're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, no. So that was um, a cool memory for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, so we always end the show with a creative contraption and it's just whatever yes. kind of creative tool you use that is just something you absolutely love. So what what is that? I don't know if this qualifies. And um, I guess last I, I said it and you it qu- said it it totally did. It qualifies. Yes, but totally. definitely um, a blog and having a blog and um, yeah. my passion for it. That's how I share all my creativity everything I do. And so that's the tool. If I had to pick one, I would choose the blog. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or it would be your creative memory scrapbook. Yes. I mean, if the internet goes down, we're um, (laughs) finally um, in my creative memories, Right. (laughs) you know, with all my little stickers and uh, just borders. That's right. Yeah. Borders and uh, awesome. cutting scissors that do like cool. Still borders. have those. Yep. Still have yes. those. Yep. yep. We're yep. doing it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liz Marie, it was so fun yes. talking to you again. Thanks. And recording you. you. Yay. <laughs> and recording it this time so other people can yes. listen to right. it. Yeah. Um, right. Because I think, um, and actually Sean and I said this when we got off of the last call with you that like, man, it was just really good to talk to her yeah. and in a way that was conversational and outside of Instagram. Yeah. It was just so good. It's just another example of like how much richer people are when you, it's like you love them online, but then when you really yeah. get to actually have a real conversation, yep. Yep. <laughs> just yep. how like enriching that is. And, real and, and I know I felt that. Yeah, yeah. Real friends with no scripts and both yeah. Um, both talks went in different kind of directions, but yeah. very authentic conversation. And I'm very thankful for it. So thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah. yeah. 
We'll have Thank to have you. you back again to talk. We about will. I love that. Until then, go find Liz Marie and follow her everywhere. If you and get her book. Yet. Yep. And pre pre order Cozy White Cottage Seasons. Yep. You can get it on Amazon. There it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Amazon, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble. I'm sure some small shops are going to be carrying it as well. So if you want to shop yeah. small, but even if you shop from Amazon, you're supporting a small retailer and a that's small right. creative. And that's although she's not small in our world, she's big in our world. <laughs> you'll be supporting Liz Marie. So. Uh, so, all right. Thank you, everybody. And we will be off next week because it's Thanksgiving week. But then we'll be back yes. again after that. That's right. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com.